This is the Best of the Adam Gold Show podcast, brought to you by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. To John Breach, CBSSports.com, one of the super friends of the Pick 6 podcast, and what a great time to talk about the National Football League, which actually this past weekend looked like they were going to play good football finally, which is really good. I thought this, this was a borderline really good week which we haven't had too many of. Uh, John, how you doing, man? I am doing fantastic. And you know what? It is a good week once we figure out what the heck roughing the passer is. Adam, what is it? Tell me right now. Well, here's the thing. I said this the Friday after the Bengals and Dolphins played. And I thought, okay, we're spending a lot of time, as we should, talking about concussions. And why Tua was even on the field when he clearly was concussed the week before uh, in the, uh, I guess, the win over the Bills. He should not have played. He should not have come back in that game. So we spent all that time. And I just wondered, how come we are not talking about the fact that Tua was, like, whipped and slammed to the ground? And I said, I swear I said that Friday, if that were Tom Brady, the flag would be out before Brady hit the ground. And actually, the the Grady Jarrett roughing the passer penalty on Brady wasn't even close to being as bad as Tua being whipped to the ground. And, of course, it came out. Uh, and Arthur Smith, I he looked like he swallowed, like, chewing tobacco. He looked like he was going to throw up on the sidelines. Uh, that was bad. The Chris Jones one was bad. But replay is going to solve it all, John. Yeah, this feels like a situation ahead with pass interference where you bring replay in and the refs are going to just be like, eh, it's a subjective call. I think I was right. The play stands on the field. But I do think replay could have helped last night's situation where you say, all right, the defender literally had the ball in his hand. How can he be called for roughing the passer? That's that's He got tackled by Derek Carr. Derek Carr should have been the tackle there, not uh, – not Chris Jones being called for roughing the pass. So I think last night's situation was a little different than what we've seen. I realize they always want to err on the side of safety when it comes to the quarterbacks, especially after what happened to Tua. Right. But they should have some sort of mechanism in place to stop the, uh, you know, to fix what happened with Chris Jones. Because if you force a fumble, like what essentially he's not allowed to recover it is what the NFL rulebook says, which which just seems a little ridiculous. Yeah, there's a lot of things. I, I think, but your point really was that Replay is not going to really solve this issue anyway. The Panthers had an issue. I'm not, I, I don't really want to talk a ton about the Panthers, although I am going to ask you about it in a second. But the Panthers in the opener, there was a roughing the passer call, a, a, a blow to the head uh, called against Brian Burns on the Browns' final drive that really led to the drive and the loss to Cleveland. With replay in place, they get that call right. They overturn the roughing the passer call, and maybe Matt Rule is five and zero. And among the, I'm just kidding, of course. But you know, they, they, it would have worked in their favor. But what's going to happen is what happens in every sport. If we do that, we're going to nitpick every little single thing. We're going to call more roughing the passers, not less. Do we want more? Hey, it's Adam Golden. I'm in studio with my friend, Coach Pete DeRuder with the Capital Financial Advisory Group. Is it ever too soon to seek out you and your expertise? 
really there's no too soon. It's time to get serious. So if you're 50 or over, we call it the financial red zone. And that's when really it's time for you to take control of your money and, and make sure you have a firm on your side that's a fiduciary planning firm, which means they take your side at all times. Now, we'll do this for the next 10 of you who call. This is a $1,000 value, but I'm going to waive my planning fee to make sure you get your total retirement plan and you get on the right path for retirement. Call 888-843-0013, 888-843-0013, or text ADAM to 600-700. Adam Gold is a paid spokesman. Investment advisory services offered by Capital Financial Advisory Group, a North Carolina registered investment advisor. Yeah, you know, I think one of the problems is, and I think somebody from NFL Media pointed out this morning, is that, hey, there's actually been fewer roughing the passer calls this year there's only been 28 through five weeks but the problem is i can think of four off the top of my head that were horrible calls you mentioned the brian burns one obviously the grady jarrett uh and chris jones there was another one earlier this year last week um and so that's four out of 28 that means 15 percent of the time and that's just that i can think of the top of my head i'm sure there are more so when your refs are butchering a, a call that is a 15-yard penalty and completely change the complexion of the game, but they're messing it up 15% of the time, that seems like a problem. <laughs> if it was a home plate umpire, we'd be absolutely losing our minds. All right, so you guys uh, jumped into emergency podcast mode when the Panthers fired Matt Rule. Um, what was like the general consensus of all you guys over there, including Will, including Ryan, including others, uh, was was it a good idea for Matt Rule to even get year three based on what we saw in year two? I think that David Tepper was just telling himself, you know what, there is, like, we're not going to fire this guy after two years. He's trying to build something here. He doesn't have a franchise quarterback. Uh, let's see what he can do. They've made a lot of smart offseason moves in the sense that, hey, uh, they rebuilt this offensive line. Hey, Christian McCaffrey's finally going to be healthy. And so you don't want to have Matt Rule there uh, building all of that up and not get to see what he can do with that. And, you know, like you said, you look at the first game against the Browns. That's a game they probably should have won and, and, and got hosed over by a bad call. The second game against uh, a Giants team that we now know is good uh, also was a very winnable game. And then they dominated the Saints. And so, it, it, this the, the entire season easily could have gone a different way. And, and you know, you crack the five and O thing, but it's not too crazy to think they could at least be three and two, maybe even four and one. If uh, the ball would have bounced a few different ways. So, you know, I don't think it's Tepper looks horrible for letting him have year three. And I, I you know, he cut the cord when he had to, didn't let this go into mid season or, or into December. Uh, so I don't have a problem with how Tepper handled this. I, I think it was a mercy firing. I wish he would have said it. Matt Rule's a really nice guy. Uh, we wa- I, I am forced to watch Panthers football. <laughs> they are, unfortunately, n- no better today than they were when Matt Rule took over. Uh, I have a question about Josh McDaniels. And, and I don't know. I mean, maybe it's just because I don't like him. I didn't like him in Denver, and I've read enough stories about what he was like behind the scenes. But he seems to me to be a guy who's constantly trying to impress his dad. And I, I don't know if I mean Bill Belichick in this regard or just dad in general. But he seems to try to galaxy brain a lot of things. I didn't get trying to go for two with four and a half left. He, he ended up getting another possession. I don't, I don't know. Um, or, or am, I, am I digging too deep on Josh McDaniels? I mean, I kind of liked his aggressiveness, especially considering you're playing the Chiefs. You know they're going to score. And, you know, they went forward on fourth and one early in the game, got that 
58-yard touchdown to Devontae Adams. And when you look at I think there's just too much being put on him going for two in that situation because if you go for two and you don't get it, you know, you're down 30-29 and you have to get the ball back so your defense has to make a stop. If you go for two and get it, you're up 31-30, but your defense still has to make a stop. And if you kick the extra point and it's 30-30, to your defense still has to make a stop. Right. So at some point, your defense is going to have to stop the Chiefs. And personally, you know, I get that he would rather be in the lead with his defense trying to make that stop. So, uh, and, and you know, I, I think he probably wanted to put a little bit of pressure on the Chiefs kicker because if you're up 31-30, and the Chiefs probably get in the mode where they're going to be playing for a field goal. And you look at the Chiefs kicker did. He missed a 41-yard field goal. He missed a 37-yard field goal. They got called back on one of the weirdest penalties I've ever seen. And then he had an extra point hit the upright. So if you're Josh McDaniels and you feel pretty good if you're up one point, uh, you know, going into the final five minutes of the game. So I didn't hate the call. I like I understand, I guess, why people didn't like it. But in that situation, I had no problem with him being aggressive. So the answer is yes, Adam. You are allowing your personal biases against Josh McDaniels to cloud your judgment. That's fair. Yes, it's, it's 60% <laughs> that. I, I won't go all in because it does feel that way some of the times with some of these calls he's making. It's fine. It's fine. Look, uh, I, I make no bones about it. I mean, the show is is, you know, at least half about, you know, my personality and who I like and dislike. Uh, and I like you, so uh, I say nothing bad about John Breach. Uh, CBSSports.com Pick 6 Podcast Super Friend. Does Brandon Staley split sixes in Las Vegas? Because his own wide receiver who was hurt, Keenan Allen, tweeting from his couch, was like, what are we doing when he's going for it basically near midfield with about, a what is a minute or so to go? where they're trying to run out. Now, they end up winning the game anyway because the Browns' super kicker missed a 50-some-odd-yard field goal. But that he, but Brandon Staley says that their relationship is now stronger. Are you ready for the big game? At The Designery, we can help you arrange your kitchen in the perfect way to feed everyone coming over for the big game. I'm Dana Merrill, the owner of The Designery in North Raleigh. And I am True Merrill. The Designery grand opening, we're scheduled to open May 16th do our grand opening party then we're going to be catering some food we're doing some giveaways we have a vr headset an echo show some kitchen gadgets and some fancy knives 12 to 2 p.m please stop by our showroom 3030 wake forest road that's the designery at the designery.com to me that is a more fascinating situation and this is where i feel like analytics get complicated because you know there's all these numbers out there that said, uh, well, this is, he should have gone for it because that's what the percentages said. But there is like this psychological aspect that you don't see. And it's the fact that, and Keenan Allen is a perfect example of this, that he did not want his coach to go for this. If you go for this and fail and your team loses, that's where you start to lose the locker room. I mean, we saw uh, Marcus Peters wanted to punch John Harbaugh last week uh, in week four after they lost that game to the Bills when he didn't kick the field goal to take the lead uh, in the final minutes, and then the Bills ended up winning 23-20. And so that's this situation. If the Browns win this game, Brandon Staley, I don't know if the players let him on the flight home. And so you just see this, like the players understand what the coach is doing to a point, but it's if you're saying, hey, coach, we only have a two-point lead. If we fail on this fourth and one, this guy can take a 64-yard field goal. They're already in field goal range. We can't do this. We got to punt. And the Browns didn't have any timeouts, so 
yeah, that that was a, a, an interesting situation, especially when you have a star player like that just call out his head coach. All right, final thing for John Breach of CBSSports.com. And this goes to how many really good teams are there? Are the Giants really good, or do they have a really good record? Yeah, I'm not so sure. I, I don't know if I would qualify them as really good, but they're an NFC, so you don't have to be great. <laughs> <laughs> to get to the playoffs, you know, like I don't think they're a top three team in that conference. Granted, they just did beat the Packers. Uh, you know, the Packers spent the entire week complaining about being in London. Um, <laughs> but, you know, like you look at their other wins, they beat Justin Fields and the Bears, a team that doesn't know how to throw the forward pass, and they beat the Panthers, and uh, they kind of eked out a win in week one against the Titans. And yeah. so, you know, they haven't done. The Packers game was impressive, but besides that, I haven't been overly impressed by what they've done. But, you know, good for them. They're 4-1, and one, yeah. and if they beat the Ravens on Sunday, then I will put them in the really good category, Adam. That is what I promise. All right, I, uh, we're going to hold you to that promise. Here's the thing. Even if they don't beat the Ravens, the rest of their schedule over the next, really, eight weeks is very manageable. I heard somebody saying, I don't think the Giants are going to make the playoffs. The Giants are going to be in the playoffs unless they become utterly incompetent over the next two months because the schedule just does not allow for them to lose a lot of games. If they're well-coached, and it does appear that they are well-coached, they're going to win a ton over the next two months, whether they beat the Ravens or not. 4-1 and one now, I just don't see a way they don't win. Gosh, I don't, I don't know how they avoid winning 10. Yeah, and that's. I mean, you do. You you mentioned the schedule. You have Jacksonville, Detroit, Houston. You still have to play the Commanders twice. I mean, there's just so many winnable games. Uh, it, it would be absolutely surprising if they don't get to ten wins because at this point, all they have to do is go six and six. If they play five hundred football the rest of the way, they get to ten wins, and that should get them in the playoffs. So yeah, I absolutely agree with you. I do think the Giants. That, that is a team you would want to bet on to get to the playoffs right now. John Breach, com at John Breach on Twitter. I thank you very much, man. Uh, go podcast. I'm sure you guys are doing a podcast later, so uh, just uh, drop drop my name, tell Will I said hi. Definitely. I will let him know. Thanks <laughs> for having me. All right, brother. Take care. John Breach, com. I chose William Peace because of the personalized education it offers, which allows students to truly know their professors it's really possible to make genuine connections with your professors and learn intentionally here and dive deep into what you're passionate about. A 12 to 1 student to faculty ratio is just one of the many reasons students choose William Peace University. Extra attention starts day one for career planning with their Career Services Center. Find out all they have to offer at peace.edu.